0: If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. I'm here today with Mayor Nika Roundy. Thanks for being here, Nika. Thanks for having me, Mayor. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. I, I wanna, I've learned a lot from you, and you've been a great friend, and I really appreciate you. And you served as mayor in Kaysville. So I wanted to talk to you about that, if you'd be willing. I, I'm happy to talk about something that I absolutely love. Why did you decide to run? I mean, <laughs> what motivated you? People always <laughs> ask me this question. And and that's a legitimate question.
1: I, um, can, can I just start a little yes, bit yes. background of how we came to Kaysville? And, uh, and so in college, I had a a, a roommate who was from Kaysville, Utah, which I didn't know anything about because uh, I'm from Southern California, Oh, and my husband's from Layton, and he had a sister that that lived here. But my college roommate talked about this uh, nice little town that she was from that had one stoplight in it, and I thought to myself, what kind of a town has (laughs) one stoplight? (laughs) I remember when the stoplight was first installed, so it was a big deal. One stoplight. So yeah, so there, there you have it. And uh, but when I came to visit my husband's sister who lived here, I thought, oh, I love this community. This is wonderful. And circumstances brought us here. Uh, and so, as as an outsider coming in, I recognized all the good that Kaysville had to offer. Its citizens, its cohesiveness, the kindness, the. Um, the economic value structure within the city, and I just loved it. And I loved um, being in this small-town atmosphere and coming on that. And so when my husband and I talked to each other, we said, we need to give back to this community in some way because it is so wonderful. We want to be part of giving back to this community. And because of my background, I... um, Worked with Vance Garfield on the Recreation Board and Committee, and uh, ran a recreation program for the city. Oh, I didn't um, realize that. With uh, it was a track and field program, and I held my three-year-old on, you know, by her hand. Had my baby in my backpack, and ran this recreation program. And and after after a while, I I just thought, eh, this might be a little, <laughs> a little <laughs> overwhelming. For a small family, and and I talked to Mayor Purdy, and and said I think I would like to serve on the Planning Commission, and he said okay, I'll take that under advisement. Next time there's an opening, and uh, it was a few years, but I served on the Recreation Board and came into the Planning Commission. Oh, and uh, a great place to start. It it is a great place to start, and I recognized that looking into it, and so I was appointed to the Planning Commission and my first meeting um was on a thursday and that sunday prior i gave birth to my baby <laughs> oh really yeah <laughs> to my to my he's... my last baby and my mother was visiting and so she says well i'll watch your baby for a couple hours but nothing more
0: <laughs> and, and then you went to a planning commission so commis- i went to planning co- my after. first
1: planning commission meeting having a baby yeah, yeah having um having that little that little baby And so I stayed on the planning commission through three mayors for 12 years, learned a lot, and um, after that, I thought, okay, i am be back to just being a regular citizen, regular life and everything. And I had an occasion to uh, be sitting in a public meeting when one of our elected officials um, stood up and told the citizens who were there about a concern that the city council could Just do whatever they darn well pleased. Really? Yeah. And I Hmm. sat in that meeting thinking, that doesn't sound right to me. (laughs) Right. That doesn't doesn't. fit with my my value system. And uh, shortly after that, I signed up to run for city council. While my husband was on a fishing trip, he came home. And you surprised and him. And I said, guess what? I signed up to run for city council. <laughs> and he says, well, how do we do that? I said, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> oh, but what, what a sweet husband. <laughs>
1: he That's is, a great and, response. And he painted all my signs. Hand-painted them? He pan- hand-painted my large signs.
0: What a sweet guy.
1: I know. It, it, we weren't as sophisticated as things are now. But we still had that drive to give back to our community. And one of the things that concerned me the most was the property that Kaysville City has on the east uh, side of the community up in the mountains, the Kaysville mm-hmm. East Mountain Wilderness Park.
0: You familiar? Yes.
1: And that was uh, really a topic of discussion of for sale and for development. And uh, I personally just didn't feel that was the right thing to do. And there were a lot of citizens that backed me. Good. On, it's on been preserving such a great that. amenity for the city yeah, and preserving for the county. It. Exactly. It, it is a regional uh, facility. Mm hmm. Um, And just loved by everybody. It is. So that's kind of how I got started into this and um, have met a great deal of um, support for that and for many things that we've done in the city.
0: I'm really glad that you were able to stand up for that Wilderness Park. It is is wonderful. As we're sitting here, I'm thinking about how many times I've been up there with our family and, and just myself, and what a great amenity it is and that's having that vision to be able to look forward and and that's what mayors are supposed to have and council members as well i can't imagine being in a in a council meeting where someone stands up and says we do whatever we want that's interesting
1: and horrifying it was horrifying to me it it really was and Um, and so that just like like you hear people have that aha moment. That was yours. That was my moment that I thought, Oh, I I need to do something here.
0: I'm really and glad that offer you did.
1: myself to do this.
0: You know, as I've been talking to mayors um in from different areas as well as Caseville and, and other elected officials, I've realized it's those aha moments that people that becomes their why. And and that drives the passion for moving forward. And it's it's a beautiful thing. It is. It's really it's a it's a blessing I think and a curse to to feel so deeply about something.
1: It is, and and I have just felt so so deeply passionate about Kaysville City and its residents, and the people that live here, one on one, face to face, um, people that that have their lives here. So, mm-hmm. getting involved in that way has been very beneficial for me, and I hope for our community.
0: I I definitely think it has. And you're talking about serving on the Planning Commission and you were there for 12 years under three different mayors. Yes. What did you, and this is a question I'm springing on you, I didn't ask you this previous or prepare you for it, so I don't mean to put you on the spot. But I just was kind of wondering, what did you see that really worked well, repeated during the three mayoral terms that maybe you saw? I mean, I'm sure that there's definitely some patterns Um, of leadership. Following the general plan, and
1: schooling the planning commission members on um, what the law is, and what uh, what their obligations are, and offering um, the education through the Utah League of Cities and Towns, especially, so that so that so, that so that citizen planning commissioners have the resources that they need to make to make appropriate decisions. And going out on the properties and looking mm-hmm. at at what the discussion will be and talking to the neighbors and, and just kind of seeing how the whole big picture is has been really important. But I will tell you <laughs> that those 12 years were um, some heavy-duty growing pains were, for Kaysville City. Yes, yes. Some uh, large developments in areas that, Mm-hmm. that were previously not developed. Mm-hmm. Lots of farmland. <laughs> Lots of farmland Changed. and realizing that, uh, yeah, property owners there, you know, have have rights and, and trying to meld that all together with whatever the general plan at the time was, gu- you know, guiding the city.
0: That's been a, a tricky thing as when I was on Planning Commission because, of course, we use the general plan exclusively and, Residents come in and they bring the plan and they quote it back to us. And so it is, is difficult because it's general. It, it, and it's supposed to be general so that there's some flexibility. But um, it, it is a hard thing because the general plan can change with new administrations. And that's been, yes, that's really good advice to just make sure that the Planning Commission is educated and understands the ordinances that work with the general plan to create that framework of where do we want to go. And what do we want to become? Right now, as you know, because you're still so involved in politics, especially in Caseville, that we are in the process of updating our general plan. It needed to be done. We're still working through that. And as we're we're updating it, it's it's a great process because we've really reached out and, and tried to get as much public engagement and involvement as possible. And as a mayor and as a council member and as a planning commissioner, I know you know how difficult that can be to really get people to be involved.
1: It is. I've had um several things in my in my time as uh, on the council and as mayor where the communication part I just didn't sometimes didn't feel like went as far as I needed it to go and specifically when we were talking about sound walls when they expanded Interstate oh, 15 for our south end of our community I didn't hear from citizens, and so my husband and I went door-to-door and actually knocked on several neighborhoods' doors that were in the affected areas for sound walls and asked them to participate, and they said, well, I read the notice in the newspaper, but it was in legalese, Mm -hmm. and we didn't know it. it affected us, and so... By going door to door and talking to people, say, yes, this is you. We need your opinion. We need you to participate. It well, made a good. really, really big difference in, in what we were able to do and how we were able to work with UDOT.
0: I lived over in Hess Farms during that time, and the sound walls did affect us. And I remember hearing about them, but I had young kids, and so I wasn't super involved. But I was really grateful for the people that were and, and you're right. I think it's just really trying to reach out to get that personal engagement. That's been the trick. Um, I know that the council that we have now is very much, very much in favor of doing everything that we can to engage people and to make sure that people know what's going on. And with technology, too, we've been able to push things in front of people a lot better with Facebook and videos. So and I do I helps.
1: appreciate the technology that you have that we didn't have at the time. But that's one of the reasons I ran for mayor was I, I was uh, very dedicated to the uh, idea of transparency. I wanted transparency on the council. I wanted transparency with our budget. I wanted to be open and accessible to our citizens. I did walk with the mayor. We had lunch with the mayor. Um, just. I wanted to be very accessible
0: That's really so good. I could
1: bring those, those concerns to the council if needed or, or just take care of them within the, the city.
0: Well, and it made a big difference. Even during my campaign, I remember talking to you, asking for, you know, what would you do? Do you have any advice? And you said, Tammy, go do honking waves. I think you told me to do that. And that you would just sit on the corner and hold your sign. And I said, oh, I don't know if I really want to do that. And, and I did. I did it. And I think it helped. It helped because people want to see that we really care. And it was freezing cold and it was raining. And I still did it. And my husband was there and some of our friends showed up and they drove by and just got out and stood with us. And it was, it was fantastic.
1: I think being so personable is... It makes a difference. It makes a difference. And, and I wanted to be in that, in that uh, position, is to, to be personable, to have a face to the, to the government.
0: Yeah, and you did a really good job doing that. I, I appreciate your service. I mean, being a mayor is hard. People people have asked me, well, are you enjoying your big, fat, cushy salary? And I I just start laughing, and I hope they're joking because, no, there's no big, fat, cushy salary. <laughs> you know, when I signed up
1: to run for city council, I had no idea that they got a very small stipend. I thought it was all volunteer work. I did, I, I did honestly too. did.
0: I did too, and it really feels like it is because it's so many hours, and it, it's wonderful. It is, and
1: and uh, as mayor, I, you know, I considered that uh, my full time job and my other job That's was why. my other job too.
0: Right, exactly, and, and then your family and your kids, another and the family job, so. and the
1: kids, and it was a busy time, but it was a very, very fulfilling time, and for me personally, being the first female mayor you were historic out of, out of so i was number 37 uh caseville mayor Kaysville Mayors. first female and now
0: the tide has turned the tide well but you broke that ceiling and it, it is a big deal and it's something that's i'm really proud of in caseville that you were the first to be able to do that i didn't think of it at the time Honestly. You were just doing what you were passionate about, yes. and that's what's beautiful about the process mm-hmm. and 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 your service, because you weren't thinking of that as a headliner. It is. I I just uh, feel that we
1: we council as a council member and mayor, but all of the council people at the time served in a in a um, pretty high growth period. You really did. It was there were a lot of decisions and forward thinking that had to be made. Um, uh, a lot of transitions from farmland to commercial to business to um, you know higher densities in
0: some areas. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> Two and units per acre. I mean that was that was considered high density, yeah, um, and it yeah. still is in Caseville. So yeah, yes,
1: and we were able to work with developers. Um, to work within the general plan, uh, maybe not how their neighbors wanted it, but uh, to work to work in there. And as time has passed, you can see that many of those decisions were very beneficial.
0: Absolutely. And
1: the overpass being one of them.
0: Oh, the overpass is life changing.
1: Life changing for Kaysville City.
0: That took a long time, I bet. It. Um,
1: it <laughs> took being. It took being in the right place at the right, the right time. time. I, I just know that uh, that opportunity became available when uh, the city council was uh, in Washington, D.C. for meetings and some lobbying. Oh, really? And a, a, a slot opened up on our federal delegation's calendar.
0: That's fantastic. And
1: we were in a position with a project that um, that we could all work together on.
0: And that's a rare thing. I mean, it, well, it's very it, complicated. It was, it was, it was um, the, the
1: process of the time. The, that kind of process doesn't happen so much now, mm-hmm. no, but that's, at the time, that's great. we were able to step in and, and have that overpass happen.
0: I am so grateful for that. Now I live in, on, in West Caseville on the west side, and I can't imagine life without it. I mean, we don't we have did.
1: very much access. <laughs> we did have life without we it. Did have, we
0: did. And, <laughs> and we, we were backed up to the freeway. Burn. We mm-hmm. were backed up on 2nd North yes. and we were watching a train sit there. Right. Do nothing for 20 minutes at a time and longer. Mm-hmm. Life was difficult. And especially now, just servicing uh, emergency needs. Yeah. I mean, absolutely essential. So thank you for all of the work on that because... Yeah. That's that's what's impressive to me, and that's why I wanted to get involved too. It's just really neat to be able to plan for the future, and as a mayor, I know you have to plan so far out. It's not just the four terms that we're in office. The stuff that I'm going to talk about now and try to instigate and try to try to influence and navigate won't happen for probably ten years, but but that's the process, and that's what we continually do is just sort of set a pace, and and. Let me talk a
1: a little bit about the Civic Committee and the things that they have done to bring our community together, especially with the Veterans Day program in in November Mm -hmm. and also with the 4th of July. And uh, I believe Kaysville has just had the reputation that our parade and our festivities have been the best in the state.
0: We believe so, yes. Yes.
1: And and. I agree with that. And that's what my kids still come back to our festivities.
0: I'm so glad to hear and,
1: that. And it's just been, I think that's something that brings uh, families and extended families together. And that's important. I found uh, from working in the office of economic development, understanding that economic development runs around that cohesiveness. It's true. In, in a city or an area.
0: And it's regional, like you'd mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we're able to have activities that, that connect us regionally, it, it does make such a big difference. And it's such a wonderful service mm-hmm. to not only our immediate community, but but the right. entire state, really. Right,
1: right. And and the school system plays into that viability. And our businesses, our local businesses play into that, besides our families. So, um it takes everybody to do their part and it, i think caseville is on track
0: it does and i appreciate every i appreciate your service to, to the city i mean people realize they don't realize i think that most people you don't you don't just end up being mayor necessarily but there's a path forward towards that and a lot of people who i think have been very successful mayors and you know state legislators and and federal Leaders um, start out as planning commissioners. Start out as a rec board member. Start out as a volunteer doing things to learn about the city and and really ignite their passion mm-hmm. for continued service. And that's, people like that, I think, are the most effective leaders.
1: That's that's what I would um, talk to people about when I'd interview them for planning commission members. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is if, if if this isn't the right fit for you. There are so many community opportunities that you can learn and grow in and serve
0: all of us. It, it's There's choices. It's true. it's true. And there are so many opportunities to serve. I, in Caseville, we've got multiple committees and commissions, and we need everyone's help. And like you said, it's bringing everybody together to make sure that we can all contribute. Well, Nico, what are you doing now? I saw you last night <laughs> at, at the Republican... What was it called? It was the Davis County Republican
1: Women's Flag Day Ceremony. Thank you, yes. And they, they happened to have as many candidates as could come, come and, and uh, meet and greet.
0: It, it was fantastic. And I know I, I see you at many functions. It, so it You're was, very involved, aren't you?
1: I am, I am. I've made it a point to support the platform of the Republican Party through being a state central committee member from Davis County. And I'm also uh, second vice president for the Utah Federation of Republican Women. So I work with uh, Republican women's groups throughout the state.
0: Well, it's great. I sure do appreciate your leadership and your service. Because these functions, even last night, it was a little bit cold, but it was so well organized. Mm -hmm. The food was great, it was just, it was done so well. And without volunteers, because I'm sure you're not getting paid to do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that was that was a great event. Another great event that we just had here in Kaysville was the Davis Heritage Festival. That's true. Uh, that it was I was. Fantastic. Uh, I'm on the the board for that also, and uh, pulling that together that. for a first year program um, took
0: a lot. <laughs> How was the turnout? I was there with my husband. Lots of people were there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were there over the. Um, Three days,
1: uh, like four to eight, four to eight, and ten to five. <laughs> mm-hmm. On those, uh, the three days, uh, they they feel they had a really good turnout, um, over seven thousand people. They're oh, thinking, and it's kind of a hybrid between the four H and the baby animal days and the and the Davis County Fair. And they're building a large uh, indoor arena over by the ponds. The county is building that to be. Uh, a participant in in continuing on with the 4-H and the the fair ideas.
0: So it'll replace the Davis County Fair. It is replacing it. It, it. has replaced okay. the
1: Davis County Fair. That facility is being repurposed for other events.
0: Okay, it was a fantastic event. I encourage everyone to go next year. Yes. Um, I, I forgot you're a board member. See, you're so involved.
1: <laughs> I, yes. I'm
0: impressed with this. You just don't stop.
1: Uh, they asked me to, to serve to represent Kaysville.
0: Good, <laughs> good, good. We're lucky so, to have you.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a really good event. And I think that having
0: had the first event, it will continue to grow. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Mayor Roundy. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate your friendship and your support over the years. I appreciate yours, too. And thank you for inviting me, Tammy. Thank you.